1: This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 7 and 1330 KNSS. There's a hole in this country where it's hard used to be. No glory is divided on fire and the They say building back better will make America great. If that's a wave of the future your own life got to say stick your progress the welcome goes. back to the john whitmer show on 98 7 and thirteen thirty knss wichita's number one talk sponsored by wink hartman and the hartman group of companies don't forget if you ever miss an episode you can always visit knssradio.com you'll find a link to podcasts of all our previous episodes there And make sure you like and share The John Whitmer Show on Facebook and True Social. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. Well, as if the Biden administration couldn't get any more woke, a new USAID draft on gender policy states that sex is a, quote, designation... That is, got to love this stuff. Seriously, you can't make this stuff up. That is assigned at birth. And furthermore, there are about 40 variations of sex characteristics that cannot be categorized as male or female. At least there's only 40. I've seen the number upwards of 92 in some cases. So uh, while these policies are not officially law, they guide the work of the enormous federal governmental agencies, often with elements which would never have survived uh, legislatively. This stuff's crazy. Joining us now to explain how these radical gender identity policies could affect you is Rebecca Ose. She is Director of Research for the Center for Family and Human Rights. Rebecca, thank you for joining us this evening. It's nice to have you on the show.
0: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. So,
1: you know, I'm just surprised. That we're. I'm saddened, actually, that we're at a, a spot in our society when... We have to have these kinds of conversations that people are trying to figure out. You know, you have Supreme Court nominees that can't identify uh, what a woman is. Um, the, The gender policies under Obama and Trump were relatively similar. But Biden has just taken this to unprecedented levels, pushing these extreme radical ideologies into official U.S. policy, isn't he?
0: Is and, and I do want to clarify that there are significant differences between the policies as they existed under Obama and, Trump, yeah, of course. But this one, just by comparison, goes so far beyond where the Obama administration would have gone at the time. And it, you know, and because we know that Biden has always sort of been at the center of the Democratic Party, this really just indicates how far the Democratic Party as a whole is going, which is, of course, you know, dangerous in many ways because that is one of our country's major political parties. But, um, but you're right, these these sort of um, sort of policies on particular topics like gender and women's empowerment um, really became a big thing under the Obama administration. In fact, many of the policies that were enacted under Obama are still in effect to this day um, at USAID and the Department of State, uh, which are the ones we focus on because we work um, on life and family issues in the international context specifically. Um, and of course, at the last in the last part of the Trump administration, Um, His administration updated and replaced the gender policy um, as it had been under Obama, which, of course, Biden set, you know, (laughs) the forces in motion to replace um, pretty much immediately upon taking office himself. And, of course, this is where we are now. And as you say, it you know, it really defines women and girls out of existence. You know, I would say, you know, if people are looking at the draft, I mean, it is still a draft. Uh, It was circulated for a very short period of comment. Um, and they should be, you know soon enough releasing the final version. But if you look at the the glossary of terms, you know at the end of the, at the, of the, of the document, you can see, like you you mentioned some of them, you know, that that the idea of biological sex is treated as something that is, you know to be dismissed, that it's just a designation, whereas gender is, of course, this incredibly wide ranging thing that, uh, you know, deserves more attention,
1: right. Right. Uh, that, that's what, what gets me here is that the, the administration that spent years trying to tell us to trust the science, quote unquote, when it comes to this issue is throwing science at the, out the window and allowing people to rely on such subjective notions as your feelings. It's, well, I feel this way. I choose to identify. Therefore, it's going to be federal policy that we have to then recognize that choice.
0: Exactly. And, of course, we know that a lot of the aid that the United States gives, you know, to countries around the world is going to to poor countries and, and, um, you know, to to countries who have perhaps more traditional values uh, themselves. And this particular policy historically was supposed to be about making sure that women and girls are prioritized in the aid that the U.S. government gives. And, of course, what this is doing is basically redirecting a lot of that. Toward imposing gender ideology and, and elevating LGBTQ issues in you know in the name of advancing women and girls' rights. Now, of course, there is an additional policy that is specifically targeted toward LGBT issues. So we already even have a standalone policy for that. Right. But what this is doing is basically taking that which was specifically designated for women and girls and making it more like that policy.
1: Well, and it's completely undermining the traditional understanding of male and female. That's just being thrown out the window. We're we're talking with Rebecca Ose, the director of research for the Center for Family and Human Rights. Rebecca, the Biden administration has really elevated issues of sexual orientation and gender identity to one of its higher priorities. They've made this a, a major administration Focal point, a major issue throughout the entire government. They're making this a high priority. They're injecting it into so many areas. You know, people can't pay their rent. They can't put food on the table. They're struggling with so many issues. And yet this is what they seem to think is an issue of critical importance. It just seems so out of touch.
0: It really does. And, and you know, we should remember that when USAID delivers aid around the world. Yeah,
1: taxpayer the money. Let's not forget have, that.
0: Well, yes, the, ta- the boxes have the logo and it says from the American people. <laughs> and so this is, you know, this is what we as taxpayers are, are, are paying for and what other people are perceiving as what the U.S. is all about. And so, of course you know, there are important steps that need to be taken. I mean, obviously, you know, the executive branch has a lot of power to, to control how these agencies operate, but it is, of course, Congress that appropriates the funding. And, you know, obviously, the first stepping point is we have to actually know what's in these policies, and so people can, can write to their members of Congress and express their concerns about this.
1: Right. Well, and, and don't get me wrong, we don't want anybody to feel unwelcome or feel prejudiced against, but at the same time, it just seems like this is so unnecessary.
0: It is. And it's also very controversial here. And of course, you know, we have an election coming up and, and it's important that people pay attention to these issues.
1: Yeah. Because yeah.
0: obviously we are one of the most generous donors, you know, in foreign aid and we have a large impact around the world um, for good or for bad.
1: And the issue that gets me here is is this USAID rule. It seems so similar to what the administration is doing with their reinterpretation of Title IX. Where they're misrepresenting and and totally perverting the Title IX protections against discrimination on the basis of sex, and now include you know sexual orientation and gender identity. There, it's such radical interpretation. Both of these now seem to be almost uh, using you know equality for all to disenfranchise women. It seems like it's the opposite effect. They're actually in a way relegating women to a secondary position instead of doing what they were intended to do in the first place.
0: Well, you're right. And of course, you know, under uh, president Obama's original gender policy, it did include some language about, you know, about transgender identity, but it at least framed it in terms of a binary, right? That it might be someone who identifies as a man who was born a woman or, or vice versa. In this case, the whole idea of gender being a binary is framed as something we need to move past, right. that gender is this vast spectrum and that biological sex has nothing to do with it. And, you know, this is, of course, as you mentioned, not supported at all by the science, nor is it supported by the American people in general. This is, And, and of course, you know, like I said, this is so far removed even from what Obama was doing a relatively short time ago. Um, you know, the speed on which this issue has really taken over is quite incredible.
1: Well, and how do you come up with 40 different genders? I mean, that's just the whole, it's just, uh, it It just makes no sense to me. I mean, oh, and why stop at 40? I mean,
0: <laughs> you know? Well, exactly. And of course, you know, it's, I mean, the, the idea that people's uh, attributes, you know, come in many different forms and shapes is, is of course, true just within, you know, the obvious binary that we know. But this is an attempt, I think, really to make something ambiguous that really is not. Right. You know, yes. I mean, we know that there are people who, for whatever reason, they have developmental issues and they might be born missing a limb or something like that. We don't then say, well, human beings have, you know, somewhere around two arms and two legs. (laughs) It's it's a spectrum, right? I mean, there are things (laughs) that can go wrong developmentally that might make it not perfectly obvious right away if it's a boy or a girl, but we can look at the DNA, we can look at other things, you know, that we are still a species that comes in two forms, male and female. This is, you know, this is something that we used to understand from the earliest levels. And now, of course, you know,
1: (laughs) it's again, It comes back down to trust the science. It's all pretty straightforward if you think about it. It, it, This should not be that complicated. Um, Rebecca, we shared a story on this issue from your website on the John Whitmer Show Facebook page. But if folks want more information, if they want to see exactly how extreme this is getting, they can visit c-fam.org, correct?
0: Yes, that's absolutely right. And uh, for those who are interested in learning more about our work at the United Nations, Um, We publish a weekly newsletter called The Friday Facts, so people could sign up um, for that on our website. These will be stories you probably won't find anywhere else looking at issues of life and the family at the level of international institutions and what we're doing to try and promote that.
1: Rebecca, I appreciate you. Thank you again for joining us this evening. And Kate, you're doing yeoman's work. Carry on the work, my friend.
0: Thank you so much. I enjoyed the conversation. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful evening. You too. Thanks. Bye. 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 She is.
1: She was good. I tell you, she was good. We are broadcasting live from Jerry's again, home of Virginia's famous pie here in Atchison, Kansas. We'll be taking your calls at 745, but coming up after the break, Stephen Johnson will join us to discuss why Kansas needs to unite behind his campaign to unseat Incumbent Liberal Democrat State Treasurer Lynn Rogers. You're listening to the John Whitmer Show. You know, boy, that's a big, Dave, I'm going to eat some of Virginia's famous pie, and you can't have any, just so you know. Ha-ha! <laughs> You're listening to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this. Jerry Pye.